Welcome to Zichur Daf Simanim Rebbe Avram Goldhay, and today we're Zechus Mod Katan Daf Chav Zayin. The third parak Be'el Magalchin. The third parak has been generously sponsored by Nishmas Yitzchak Ben Kamen Moshe and Daniel Noam Ben David. May their neshamas have an aliyah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings brayzes that explain how several menhagim regarding avails were changed due to sensitivity to the poor. Included among them were originally the wealthy would bring food to the mourner's house in baskets of silver and gold, and the poor in baskets of peeled willow branches, and the poor would feel embarrassed. They instituted that everyone should bring the food in baskets of peeled willow branches. Also, originally the cost of bearing the deceased were more difficult on relatives than his death to the point that relatives would leave him and run away. The Mepharshim explained that the wealthy would bury their loved ones in expensive shrouds. The poor felt embarrassed that they couldn't afford such an expense. Until Rabbi Gamil came and treated himself lightly by being buried in plain linen garments. The people followed his example and were buried in plain linen garments. Point number two, Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Rav, Anyone who mourns excessively over his dead will come to cry over another deceased. The Gemara brings the story of a woman in Ravuna's neighborhood who had seven sons. When one of them died, she wept excessively, and Ravuna sent her a message to not do so. When she didn't listen, he told her that if she listens to him, I'll be fine. But if not, that she wanted to prepare shrouds for another son, eventually her next son did die, followed by the remaining five sons. In the end, he told her that she was preparing for her own demise, and she too died. The Pusik states, Do not cry for a deceased and do not bemoan for him, which is understood to mean do not bemoan beyond the appropriate measure. What are the appropriate measures? Three days for weeping, seven days for eulogizing, and 30 days for not ironing nor cutting the hair. From that point on, the Baruch Hu says, You're not more compassionate than I am. And pointing with Rebbe Levi said, For the first three days, an Avo should see himself as if a sword is lying between his thighs, meaning that he too may be facing imminent death. From the third to the seventh day, he should see himself as though it's lying opposite him in the corner. From this point on, he should see himself as though the sword is passing in front of him in the street. Tosa says that this refers to the 12-month period of mourning. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings Bryce's that explain how several minhagim regarding avails were changed due to sensitivity to the poor. Included among them were originally the wealthy would bring food to the mourner's house in baskets of silver and gold, and the poor in baskets appeal to wool branches, and the poorer would feel embarrassed. They instituted that everyone should bring the food in baskets of peeled wool branches. Originally, the cost of bearing the deceased were more difficult than relatives than his death, to the point that relatives would leave him and run away. The Mephorshim explained that the wealthy would bury their loved ones in expensive shrouds. The poor felt embarrassed that they could not afford such an expense. Until Rabban Gamliel came and treated himself lightly by being buried in plain linen garments. The people followed his example and were buried in plain linen garments. Point him to Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Rab, Anyone who mourns excessively over his dead will come to cry over another deceased. The more brings the story of a woman in Rav Huna's neighborhood who had seven sons. When one of them died, she wept excessively. And Rav Huna sent her a message to not do so. When she didn't listen, he told her that if she listens to him, all will be fine. But if not, that she wanted to prepare shrouds for another son. Eventually, her next son did die, followed by the remaining five sons. In the end, he told her that she was preparing for her own demise, and she died. The Pasuk states, Do not cry for deceased and do not bemoan for him, which is understood to mean, do not bemoan beyond the appropriate measure. What are the appropriate measures? 
three days for weeping, seven days for eulogizing, and 30 days for not ironing nor cutting the hair. From that point on, Akash Baruch says, You're not more compassionate than I am. And pointing between Rebbe Levi said, for the first three days, an Av should see himself as if a sword is lying between his thighs, meaning that he too may be facing imminent death. From the third to the seventh day, he should see himself as though it's lying opposite him in the corner. From this point on, he should see himself as though the sword is passing in front of him in the street. Tosfo says that this refers to the 12-month period a morning. All right, so now we go to our Simon Dov Chavzayin, and our standard Simon is a kazoo. Kazoo is the children's musical toy that makes that buzzing sound. So here goes. The boy who knew to stop blowing his kazoo as the deceased was escorted to burial in simple linen shrouds. The seventh son of a woman who excessively mourned was told to leave his kazoo outside the mourner's house because it sort of resembled a sword. So once again, it's emotion. The boy who knew to stop blowing his kazoo, kazoo, that must be Warren Dov Chavzayin. The boy who knew to stop blowing his kazoo as the deceased was escorted to burial in simple linen shrouds, which reminds more brings Bryce's that explain how several minhagim regarding avails were changed due to sensitivity to the poor, such as only bringing food in baskets of peeled willow branches, not gold, and only being buried in simple linen shrouds. So the boy who knew to stop blowing his kazoo as the deceased was escorted to burial in simple linen shrouds, the seventh son of a woman, who excessively mourned, which reminds us, Rebuta said in the name of Rav, Anyone who mourns excessively over his dead will come to cry over another deceased. And the Gemara brings the story of a woman in Rav Huna's neighborhood who did cry excessively over the loss of one of her sons, and ultimately the other six passed away, and she too died. The appropriate measure of mourning is, Three days for weeping, seven days for eulogizing, and 30 days for not ironing nor cutting the hair. From that point on, Akash Baruch Hu says, You're not more compassionate than I am. So the boy who knew to stop blowing his kazoo as the deceased was escorted to burial in simple linen shrouds. The seventh son of a woman who excessively mourned was told to leave his kazoo outside the mourner's house because it sort of resembled a sword, which reminds us, Rabbi Levi said, for the first three days an Avo should see himself as if a sword is lying between his thighs, meaning that he too may be facing imminent death. From the third to the seventh day, he should see himself as though it's lying opposite him in the corner, and from this point on, he should see himself as though the sword is passing in front of him in the street. Toso says that this refers to the 12-month period of mourning. So once again, the boy who knew to stop blowing his kazoo as the deceased was escorted to burial in simple linen shrouds. The seventh son of a woman who excessively mourned was told to leave his kazoo outside of the mourner's house because it sort of resembled a sword. All right, now it's time for Formula Bat Chazara. Daf Chavakimel, so the simmer Daf Chavakimel is Kugulach. So here goes. When the top Kugulach Chacham Kugulach, that must be more Daf Chavakimel. When the top Kugelach Chacham passed away, all Kugelach games in the city were cancelled, which reminds us the more brings the various halachas when a Chacham and a Basin and a Nasi pass away. So when the top Kugelach Chacham passed away, all Kugelach games in the city were cancelled. And although his son, the Kugelach champ, would not return to his seat at the table until the third week of Avelis, which reminds us the more brings the Malchokas regarding the Hanagas of an Avel, the first, second, third, and fourth week of Avelis in terms of leaving his house, sitting in his makam and davening, and speaking with others. So when the top Kugelach Chacham passed away, all Kugelach games in the city were cancelled. And although his son, the Kugelach champ, would not return to a seat at the table until the third week of Avelis, his friends were glad to at least see him play on Shabbos because 
Avelis Bashabas, which reminds us that there's a malchos between Bnei Yehuda and Bnei Galil, whether Yesh Avelis Bashabas, whether private expressions of Avelis, such as marital relations and washing in warm water, are noheg on Shabbos. Daf Chavdalad, so the simmer Daf Chavdalad is a pitcher. So here goes. The man holding a special Shabbos pitcher, pitcher, that must be more Daf Chavdalad, Kad. The man holding a special Shabbos pitcher for mourners, engraved with the acronyms Bechaznatar, which reminds us that Shmuel said regarding certain practices of Avelis on Shabbos, Bechaz Chova Natar the practices of the acronym Bechaz are Chibon Shabbos, where those of Natar are option. Bechaz refers to Prius Rosh, uncovering the head, Chazar's Kerel Achrav, turning the place of the Kri on the garment to the back, and Zakifa Zamita, riding the bed. These are all chid to do on Shabbos because they're public signs of mourning. Natar refers to Ni'il Sasando, wearing leather shoes, Tashmishamita, marital relations, and Rechitz's Yadam Raglaim Bachamin Arvis, washing the hands and feet in hot water in the evening. These are all optional for these are considered private mourning practices since it's not obvious that one is abstaining from them because of Avelis. So the man holding a special Shabbos picture for mourners, engraved with the acronyms Bechaz Natar, who tore 12 of his garments in grief when he heard Rebbe had passed away, which reminds us that Shmuel said, Kol Kerisha in a Bishas Chimum, in a Kera, any Kriya that's not made at the time of intense grief is not a proper Kriya, but doing Kriya over the death of rabbis is different, for since their teachings are frequently mentioned, it's like the time of intense grief. So the man holding a special Shabbos picture for mourners, engraved with the acronyms Bechaz Natar, who tore 12 of his garments in grief, when he heard his Rebbe had passed away, cried bitter tears as he listened to the poor father be Masbid, his three-year-old son. Which reminds us, in terms of giving hespedim over children, Rebbe Meir says in the name of Ishmael, Anim b'nei shalosh, ashim b'nei chamish. The poor give hespedim for their children three years or older, and the wealthy give hespedim for their children five years or older. Rebbe Huda said in the name of Ishmael, the poor give hespedim for their children five years or older, and the wealthy give hespedim for their children six years or older. Rush explains that the poor are in greater pain over the loss of their child since they have no other source of joy. And b'nei zekenim k'b'nei aniim. And the children of the elderly are like the children of the poor. Dav Chavhei. So the symbol Dav Chavhei is a silver wedding anniversary. So here it goes. The silver wedding anniversary. Silver wedding anniversary? That must be more Dav Chavhei. The silver wedding anniversary stroll through the park turned tragic and bizarre when the husband and wife had to do Kriya for someone who passed away in front of them, which reminds us that Rabbi Shimon Lazar said, One who stands by a dead person at the time the Neshama departs is Chayv to do Kriya. What's this likened to? A Sefer Torah to a Sefer Torah that was burned where one who sees it happen must do Kriya. So the silver wedding anniversary stroll through the park turned tragic and bizarre when the husband and wife had to do Kriya for someone who passed away in front of them, right outside an ancient crypt where a fire was emerging, which reminds us. The Gemara describes in detail the funeral and burial of Rav Huna when he was brought out from Babel to Eretz Yisrael for burial. The sages deliberated on a suitable occasion. They concluded, Rav Huna rebates Torah by Yisrael, Rav Chia rebates Torah by Yisrael. Rav Huna disseminated Torah among Kali Yisrael, Rav Chia disseminated Torah among Kali So therefore, it's appropriate to bury Rav Huna in Rav Chia's crypt. The Gemara describes how a pillar of fire almost consumed Rav Chagga, who brought Rav Huna into the crypt, and how he was saved when he raised Rav Huna's coffin in front of it. So, the silver wedding anniversary stroll through the park turned tragic and bizarre, when the husband and wife had a decree for someone who passed away in front of them, right outside an ancient crypt where a fire was emerging as the sun was setting in the middle of the day. Which reminds us, when Rabbi Yochanan passed away, Rabbi Yitzchak ben Elazar began his hasbid as follows, This day is a difficult day for Israel as the day when the sun set at midday and it's written, And it shall be on that day that I will bring down the sun at midday. Rabbi Yochan said that this is a reference to the day that Yoshiahu Amelk was killed when he was at the prime of his life. Dav Chavav. So the Simmer Dav Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. 
The soldiers in the military coup, military coup, that must have been more tough. Chavav. The soldiers in the military coup who entered a palace chamber where a sacred Torah with holes cut out in it was burning, which reminds us, the Gemara seeks the source that one must do Kriya if he witnesses a sacred Torah burn and brings the mice with Yehoiakim who cut out the names of a Kajbar from Yermiyahu Sefer Kinos and burn it in fire. The Pasuk says that the people there did not have any fear, nor did they do Kriya, which implies doing Kriya is the proper thing to do. So, the soldiers in the military coup who entered a palace chamber where a safer tour with holes cut out in it was burning, recited psukim and did kriya when they saw the base of Migdash in ruins, which reminds us, the Gemara brings the various psukim that one must recite when he sees the Ari Yehud in ruins, Yerushalayim in ruins, and the base of Migdash in ruins. So, the soldiers in the military coup who entered a palace chamber where a safer tour with holes cut out in it was burning, recited psukim and did kriya when they saw the base of Migdash in ruins, and did not inform their wounded comrade that his brother had fallen in battle, which reminds us that it was taught in a brace of Choshem Mace Lomace in Modino Social Mace in a case where a sick person's close relative dies, we do not inform him that the relative has died, Shem and Tatar of lest he become muddled, Bain Makarn Bafanov, and we do not decree in front of him, and we silence the woman from wailing in his presence. Alright, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of ten questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechas. Number one. Which step do you in the one morning for his parents does Kriya until he exposes his heart and tears through all of his garments? That's on Dav. Chavbez. Good. Number two. Which step do you in the one should not excessively mourn or else they might need to mourn over another? That's on Dav. Chavzayin. Good. Number three. Which step do you in that the poor must be their children at a younger age than the wealthy? That's on Dav. Chavdod. Good number four. Which of the one that one should not inform a chola that a close relative has passed away? That's on Dav. Chavav. Good number five. Which of the one about the anhagas of an avil, the first few weeks of avelos, in terms of leaving his house, sitting in the same place in shul, and speaking with others? That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good number six. Which of the one that the day of Rabbi Yochanan's death was compared to the day the sun set at midday, which is a reference to the death of Yoshiawa of Melch. That's on Dav. Chafhe. Good number seven. Which of the one that the Menhagim for Avelis were changed due to sensitivity to the poor, which is why people are now buried in simple linen shrouds. That's on Dav. Chav Zayin. Good number eight. Which of the one that Kriya must be done at the time of intense grief? And Kriya done for a rabbi can be done anytime since it's always a Shas Chimum. That's on Dav. Chavdal. Good number nine. Which stuff discussed the Psukim that recited when seeing the Ari Yehuda, Yushlaim, and the base of Migdash in ruins? That's on Dav. Chavav. Good. And number ten. Which stuff did he learn that during the first three days of Avelis, a person should see himself as if there's a sword between his thighs? That's on Dav. Chavzayin. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do we have Mokok is if Yavava is a sobbing sound or a moaning sound? That's on Dav. Laman Gimel and Rosh Hashanah. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we have why Yoshi HaMelech went to Chuda HaNaviyah instead of Yirmiyahu? That's on Dav. Yedad and Megillah. Good. And number three. Which stuff do we have that a town examines its conduct during the morning of a Tainus? That's on Dav. Good base and Tinus. Excellent. All right, that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.